Welcome to the Self-Realized Podcast with Linton Berkson, where you will shatter your limits. I am not much into the self-help industry as much as I'm into the self-realized individual, which is you. What matters most to you, how you get there, and the obstacles that may be in your way. If you would like to be part of this podcast and part of that discussion, I welcome you here with an open heart, open mind, and open arms. So, without further ado... Let's get on with the podcast. Welcome to the Self-Realized Podcast, Shatter Your Limits. I am Linton Bergson, and this is episode 13, Self-Confidence, How Do You Have It? It's not something that is difficult to attain. A lot of people think it is, but it is not. It's kind of a common sense approach to self-confidence, which I'm going to give you today. Self-confidence basically is understanding that you haven't, at the moment in time, established a pattern of behavior that you're familiar with in order for you to be comfortable in a situation or situations that you're going into, so you don't feel confident in them. And the first way to begin to become self-confident and develop that is to, number one, experiment with new situations. And number two, when you experiment with the new situations, you're going to have to be persistent when you do that. And number three, you're going to be consistent with it once you have established it. That's the one, two, three of becoming self-confident. In this episode, I'm going to break those down for you. I'm going to explain them to you in a lot more detail. And by the end of the episode, you'll be able to apply them without any problem whatsoever and be more self-confident in every area of your life. Let's start out with looking at the ability to experiment, which is a crucial and critical factor in all our lives. If we are unwilling to experiment with new ideas and new concepts, then we are going to stagnate. And an important part of understanding self-confidence, it's not just about having it, it's about growing it and keeping it, because you are going to need to grow in self-confidence. I'm sure that you've heard that. You're growing in self-confidence because you keep putting yourself in situations that are allowing you to grow. And how do you grow? By experimentation. In order for you to get comfortable with that concept of experimentation, just think of it this way. Most areas in your life that you are now comfortable with, at some point or another, you are uncomfortable. You can take that from the premise of riding a bicycle or driving a car, learning new computer software. All of those are new things that you have done or did do at some time or another. And you became comfortable with them because you were persistent and you kept at it until you mastered it. And that's all self-confidence is asking you to do. And you can make a mountain out of a molehill. We can all do that with this big word of self-confidence. Just get it down to a simple idea of experimentation to begin with. And once you capture that in your mind as a real picture, well, I can experiment with different things. I've done that before. It becomes less daunting. So we're going to start out there with this list of things that you want to begin to, and I suggest you make a a list, uh, prioritizing it first, on things you're not comfortable with and would like to become more confident in. Because the only reason you're not confident in something is because you're not comfortable with it. Those two C's go together. Comfort and confidence. Make that list prioritized on what it is you want to accomplish in your life. For instance, if you want to be 
more comfortable in social situations and you find that's really affecting your life, then put that down as number one. Number two, you may want to be more confident in the way you address people in your communication, which again gets back to number one, social situations. And so you begin to prioritize this list, one, two, three, four, five. And as you begin to prioritize the list, you will look for ways to create situations that you can begin to experiment with in order for you to begin to get comfortable and confident in what it is you're trying to establish. For example, you may have social anxiety, a lack of confidence of meeting people in person, handshakes, eye contact, different things, because it is not something we do as much as we used to. And so having confidence in that area is something I found that some people don't have and would like to have more of so they don't have the social anxiety when they're in that situation. Whatever your list has on it, just make sure it's important to you and you don't have the confidence in it yet so that you can establish confidence in something that you're trying to attain. Once again, going back to social situations, if you are uncomfortable in social settings and you'd like to have that as part of your list and you want to become more confident, you are now going to have to begin a second list of where these situations are that you might be able to create or go to that you can place yourself in in order for you to get more comfortable and confident. Because unfortunately, as human beings, we are designed to avoid situations we are not comfortable in. And so we don't actually grow or develop ourselves or gain confidence. You actively have to set your mind towards something in order for it to occur, especially that which is uncomfortable. So make sure you don't sabotage yourself before you've started by not going to different situations or places that may force you to address the very thing that you're trying to be confident in, which is being better around people. And I addressed that in Overcoming Fear in the last episode 12, because a lot of lack of self-confidence is fear, is fear-based, the what if. Except the fact that when you're experimenting with anything, you're not going to succeed on day one. And that anything you don't succeed on in day one doesn't mean that you're a failure and it doesn't mean it won't work. Anybody who has become confident in anything went through the phase of experimentation before they were able to be confident in what they were able to do. And that's you. You're going to experiment and you're going to come up with something that works for you that you are now confident with. And the only way for you to own that and begin to make that part of your life is by being persistent, which leads me into the second part of today's episode, which is persistence. Because you can experiment all you want, and the natural tendency of a saw is when the going gets tough is not to keep going, but is to quit. And that won't work if you want to become confident in anything. You have to be persistent even though it may not be something you feel comfortable with and it's not working out the way you think it should or moving forward as fast as you would like, frustration may kick in and then you decide it's time to quit. The major differentiation between people who succeed and people who don't is not talent, is not book learning, is not the degree they have after their name. You'll find that most people who have become successful and confident in what they do is because they persisted. They just never gave up. And that's a trait that 
if you don't have it now in order to have self-confidence and become good at something and feel good about yourself and what you accomplish in life is persistence. It is grossly underestimated. It is a cornerstone of results. It is a cornerstone of you feeling good about yourself. It's a cornerstone of you building character in you and then making that a core part of yourself. Because once you work with persistence and you begin to understand how valuable an attribute that is to you and your life, you will now have it as something that is a backdrop to everything that you do. Experimentation without persistence is like breath without lungs. They work together to give you life. They breathe together and they work in concert. And that's what you establish when you're trying to build self-confidence is experimentation, willingness to experiment, coupled with persistence. And once you have those two working together, you can begin to see what works for you and understand why it works and begin to implement it. Because now you've gone from the experimentation stage, you've run some tests on it to see if it works for you, you've persisted with it, and you do see now that it works. And so now you're going to be consistent with it and you're going to implement it on an ongoing basis. For example, if one of the areas you wanted to be more self-confident in was in meeting people in social situations and you had run the experiment several times and put yourself in different social settings to get confident and be more comfortable, you may have decided that one of the things that you were aware that works for you is a firm handshake and eye contact when you first meet someone. You may have realized that that sets the tone for the conversation and the meeting and how you interact with that person going forward, that initial contact. And you learned that, obviously, from experimenting with it. Now you've owned it. You may not have had it right off the bat. You had to persist with it to get the the handshake right, the eye contact right, not overly too strong on the handshake, not too staring on the eye contact. So you got a nice balance. Well, now you own it because you were persistent with it and you began to see what really works. Now what you're going to do is consistently apply it because you know it works. And consistency now becomes part of your life. It's an implementation. What consistency allows you to do when you are very self-confident, it allows you to build habits because that's what consistency is. It is finding behaviors that work for you, applying them over and over again. So now you have habits that work for you in areas that you didn't have before that are effective. Now you have self-confidence you didn't have before because you are consistently applying what you experimented with, persisted with, found out that it worked, and now it is part of your life. And that's when you can say to yourself, wow, I didn't know I am or could have been as good at this as I am today. And the only reason you're going to say that to yourself and pat yourself on the back is because you now consistently are in ownership of a behavior 
that you didn't have before because of running the experiment and persisting with it to find it that it works. What you don't want to have happen is the lack of consistency in the beginning especially will take all the work you've done in the experimentation stage and the persistent stage and throw it out of the window if you don't consistently apply it. Because what will happen, especially when you're establishing this self-confidence, it can get shaken. And unless you are consistently applying it, there will be times, it's just the nature of things, that you may second-guess yourself because it maybe didn't work the way it normally does or the way you thought it would on an ongoing basis. That doesn't mean that it's not working. It just means that you're adapting it because you're going to continue to adapt what you learned in the experimentation stage and the persistence stage as an ongoing working behavior. Confidence means that you can take something that you know works and you can keep developing it and growing on it and taking it further and further, just as businesses do, just as individuals do. And I've seen this in all the work I've done with large organizations, individuals, small companies. You begin with the experimentation stage. You begin with that stage of, okay, let me begin to experiment with this, then be persistent with it, even though it may not be something that I'm comfortable with until it becomes a behavior that I can implement and own. The downside to the experimentation stage, which I'll give you, and you will go through this, and that stage of persistence, is that when you begin to experiment with something, you have a lot of doubts. You begin to question yourself. You begin to even get angry about, why am I doing this? Why don't I just continue on the way I was before? Well, that's very restricting because the way you were before, obviously at some point wasn't working for you or you wouldn't be trying something new. And you have to remind yourself of that. And the danger of not continuing the experiment is that you will continue old behaviors that are not helping you grow. And you know that internally. The self-realized individual always knows internally. That's a place you go first is within that my life is not working the way it needs to now. So I need to implement new things in order to move it forward. And in order for you to do that, you may be in the stage where you need to have greater confidence in different areas. And that's why the experimentation stage is so important, because if you don't get past it, you cannot grow. And there will be different stages of this that you look at. In experimentation and going into the persistence part of it is that in between those two stages, there are two things that are going to happen. You're going to get angry about what it is you're doing. You might get frustrated even. And in that anger and that frustration, you want to give up and go back to the old behaviors. Don't. Move forward and pass that as quickly as you can. Because if you keep vacillating between anger and resentment and frustration about moving into this new area that you're trying to get confident in and it's frustrating, it's not working for you, and it could be, as I mentioned earlier, trying to get comfortable in new social settings or getting comfortable going up to speaking to new people, whatever it is, you're going to go through an embarrassment, you're going to go through the sense of rejection maybe, and then you're going to want to give up, feeling that this isn't possible and dealing with certain 
feelings of anger or denial that I don't need to do this anymore. The downside to staying in that area and vacillating between the experimentation and the persistence instead of just accepting it as part of the process of gaining and growing self-confidence and the ups and downs that go with it, you are holding yourself back from moving more quickly into the phase of consistency because you're still trying to find out what works, allowing your emotions to hinder your progress. Embrace the process in your life. Once you've embraced it and you go through the ups and downs, you can move forward. And it's a process that you will use time and time again to get the results that you would like in order to gain self-confidence in areas that you don't have it right now. Understand that self-confidence is not a mystery as to why some people have more or less of it than others and how it can work positively for you in your life and how you can have as much of it as you would like. It's simply a process of experimentation, persistence, and consistency. And once you own that process and you apply it, you'll find that you can then begin to have different areas in your life work for you more powerfully than you ever thought before because you are growing as an individual as you grow in confidence. And people are beginning to respond to you in a different way as you begin to develop yourself. Confidence is contagious. And I know using the process of experimentation, persistence, and consistency, you will always have more than enough confidence to pursue and accomplish any goal that you set out to achieve in your life. I sincerely appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please subscribe so you do not miss any upcoming episodes. Whatever platform you're on, please leave a rating and review. I would greatly appreciate it. Any additional information on me, Linton Bergson, and my five-star reviewed book, Purposeful Vision, is available at selfrealized.com, which is all one word. You can also leave any comments or suggestions on the website. I look forward to connecting with you very soon, and take good care of yourself.